I was I was thinking about our our topic today, and I'm, I'm curious, like, because I know there's a lot of caretaking you do for yourself, and and one of the things that I'm inspired by you, when you're in pain and, and when you're feeling heartbreak, what's the first thing that I wouldn't know that you do? What's what's the first thing that you do to really caretake? That you wouldn't know. Yeah, that, that's where it gets hard. Aww. Yeah, we, we share so much. I guess. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, I'm a crier, so I'm going to have to let it go. I write about mm-hmm. it. I really don't like being in sorrow. I'd, I'd rather be angry. I couldn't relate to that more. Anger is a much more normal emotion, much more acceptable emotion than her right like yeah which we know like anger is the of the iceberg it is the tip of the iceberg that gets to sorrow that gets to sadness that gets to grief right like those are the are the gems those are the diamonds of the actual emotion and anger is just like a it's the leaf of the tree it's the tip of the iceberg absolutely yes so i totally agree you yeah. get angry, you get angry last, you said, <laughs> after all the crying. Well, I, I think the anger comes as like an initial reaction, right? You're upset for yourself. You go into, maybe it starts with like a guilt trip of mm-hmm. like, how did I get here? You take all the, you take it in and then you should have known better. Why oh, am I learning this don't again? Don't you hate that self-shame? I'm here again. You're starting to make these stories up. Then if it's a person involved, we're shifting energy there. Today, like we're getting into like a really tough conversation. It's just not easy. This is not an easy conversation. And I think now in my later years, being 30, I think I'm able to kind of reflect, have a little bit of time, a little bit of distance from some like serious pain. And that pain we're talking about are friendship breakups. There's so many emotions around friendship breakups. And yeah, I, I look forward to kind of diving into this topic because it, it is not one that we talk about often. So let me ask you this. What do you think is worse? Friendship breakups or relationship breakups? Is this a would you rather? <laughs> it's a before we dive in, I have to ask you. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's a really tough question because usually when there's a relationship breakup, I feel really okay with it. With friendships, I haven't processed them the same way as I processed a relationship breakup because that's more quote unquote normalized. And I think that's why I've carried so much shame around it in my life and not addressing it, not processing it, really avoiding the feelings that I feel around around my friendship breakups. So yeah, what about you? Would you rather friendship or relationship? I'd have to agree. I think we're just now publicizing the process of healing and coping around a friendship breakup. Like we're just hitting the nail because in order for us to talk about friendship breakups, we also have to prioritize friendship as like a real relationship to be valued, cared for and celebrated. So I'm glad the conversation is coming around. And at the same time, there's a lot that goes into friendship breakups that don't necessarily come with healing from relationship. I mean, we got songs, we got (laughs) writing prompts, um, we have movies on breakups and so on, but where is all that with friendship breakups? So I would have to say, it's so much harder with friendships. And I don't know, is it harder by nature because it's more taboo? Is it exactly the same type of hurt? 
let's get into it. This is Beyond Curious with Maya and Kara. A podcast about two friends taking chances to nurture connection. So being that we are talking about friendship, I wanted to address that today and see what your experience has been with friendship breakups. I'm glad we're starting here because I think specifically with childhood friendships or really any friendship, but there's something about childhood friendships that we have been conditioned to, and it's pretty mainstream, that it comes with this like inherent loyalty like the term best friend forever like is on every claire's necklace (laughs) every forever 21 you know (laughs) discount the heart with like the cross i was obsessed with the the necklaces that your friend and you could like match together and it would become a full thing didn't have the heartbreak necklace it was (laughs) each one had a heartbreak heartbreak. it was a heartbreak and we were carrying it around Those necklaces were inherently, I mean, now that you think about it, it was setting us up to think about what is life without the person who has the other half of the necklace. Isn't it interesting to think that like Claire's was selling something that was like, you are not whole. It was selling this, this idea that you are not whole at any time. And like, someone is going to match that and that decision thankfully in that way, not that it was okay, but was a friend as opposed to a partner, how potentially like problematic that can be without us really fully consciously understanding that. We are never full. We are never whole as, as an individual. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's, that's, a, that's poignant. That's profound for sure. Yeah, because I mean, we definitely didn't have like, that was pre-self-love being a buzzword. Right? Like having your own (laughs) necklace that just said, you know, me, myself, and I on on a heart. Like I'm trying to- Yeah, do they have skip shirts like that? Or I am, like there wasn't like a circle, right? Like an eternal Mm -hmm. circle that said I am, or I am enough or anything like that. It was always in conjunction with, with somebody else. Yeah, to your point, how harmful that is, right? Because this notion of best friend forever, doesn't say, you know, best friend with the work, putting the work in best. Yes, exactly. Putting the work in, (laughs) not being in the same classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Because let's be honest, all best friends were based on convenience. (laughs) We're based on circumstances. Right? Yeah. You know, best friends until we discover ourselves and realize our likes and interests are far different our values until basketball look different season starts <laughs> best and best friends until the summer hits mm-hmm. best friends until my mom says no i can't come to you i'm not allowed to hang out with you anymore <laughs> because your parents are questionable <laughs> and yes. my parents judgy eyes best friends till you start sending notes to my boyfriend whoa did that happen to you oh my god that was my first <gasps> That was my first friendship breakup. I wasn't even planning on going there today, but yes, my, oh my ba- best friend from childhood, A1 since day one, one of the first people that I met when I moved upstate New York, she in high school started writing notes 
to this guy that I was talking to. When I say notes, I mean letters in jail because he got locked up. Oh, damn. She was really trying to steal him. There, it wasn't like casually we're talking about like we're in the same class we have homework let's do let's do some homework together it was like oh no i want you bad yeah we met on the dance floor at intrigue of course i love everything about this is this an under 18 club yes, <laughs> at intrigue and um yeah it was we danced all night it was my i think this was my what was it 15th or 16th birthday it was my 15th maybe 15th or 16th i can't remember but i know where i was for my 17th birthday but i can't remember if it was the 15th or 16th but um yes she was there my friends they were like we had four friends who went out got dressed up and yeah obviously he was older i'm assuming he was we're gonna, we're gonna, at the time okay? we're gonna guess he was older and obviously we were dancing all night and he was an artist of course they're always an artist and he wrote me poetry he wrote me poetry and i remember reading it on our car ride to school like oh my god that was my first friendship breakup friendship breakup oh, yeah. i'm so sorry yeah i think i mean years later we talked about it and, and she's apologized um for it and you know just some things are just never going to be the same i i think a lot of this has been coming up one because it's been COVID times and i think a lot of people's emotions are coming into you know we're processing things the thing about COVID though is that there's long-standing relationships that you're seeing going away and then there's the new ones that you were yes. building right before COVID started it's so true i don't know I, i'm sure that you saw this too of like there just is a difference between a friendship fizzling out there are so many different ways in which a friendship can end and I never expected my life to be ghosted. That's fucking insane. And immature, let's be honest. I mean, I've done a lot of fizzling out of friendships or like, you know, slowly not seeing each other as much, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, there are so so many ways that friendship ends, right? Like, you know, somebody somebody moves or the friends who are just, that can't sustain a move, that can't sustain you getting a new job, that can't sustain right? Your habits or routines changing, right? You're not going to the gym or maybe you stop drinking. So you're not, you know, able to party as much, right? Like different, or maybe you came into, you know, motherhood or you had like a, a major life event that requires different needs. And there are so many different ways that friends sort of could have these, these seasons. And then there are other times where, you have to make a, a real decision of like, is this person somebody who I even want in this next season, let alone this life? Yeah. So I was reading an article to kind of like mentally prepare myself for this discussion because I knew it was going to be difficult to talk about this breakup and talk openly about it because I have a lot of, I, I, I do have a lot of that like abandonment anxiety. And so I have created, and, and we've talked about this before, I do create a lot of codependent friendships. And this was one of those that I realized that, look, I think a lot of the connection was the codependency that we both shared, um, whether or not it was a good friendship or not. So I was reading this article, which I'll um, link below. There were like signs around what does it look like to break up a, break up a friendship or what are the reasons for 
for a friendship to end. And I think that gave me a little bit of perspective and what really being honest about what really was I getting from the friendship. The big one for me that I've realized now as an adult is how many friends do I feel like drained after hanging out with them or not feel like myself or like censored. I've had so many friends. I'm seeing you, you're shaking your head and feeling yes about all of it. So like, I'm not kidding. Like I, there are, there are those friends, right? Where you see them back another time. You're like, uh-uh, this is not it. You know, I am tired. I had to give my whole cup to them and I did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> so feeling drained is definitely what I've identified as a major reason why I, where I have distanced myself from friends in the last few years. When I think about the friendship that like my friendship breakup as the breakup B, I think about how, what I needed when we first started being friends looks so differently at the time in which we finally ended our friendship, right? Like the expectations that I had in the beginning in terms of our friendships and uh, what I expected also looked, looked differently by the time that we ended our friendship. What were you looking for? What was I looking for? Yeah, you said that, that it showed up differently. What were you looking for at, the, in that, at that time when you were in college? She was the friend that was like a, a deep thinker, a leader in her, her own right. She was always ready to like rebel. And she was also a free spirit that felt so different for me. The way that she lived and commanded spaces and um, serve as a connector for people. And then something happens after college. When you start looking at things, you just need different things. I'm trying to, to honor what we had while also speaking to why it couldn't work. Because the reality is, is that not only did it shift from me feeling drained and taken advantage of, like it just, it got so toxic to the point where to be in that friendship was truly a reflection of how I felt about myself. And if it meant it was coming to the point where the calls and time we spent together was literally about her and, and protecting me, right? And, and, and my peace. So it's the freshest and it's the hardest friendship breakup that I've ever had because we were so close, but it was necessary. I can talk to you about, and I can talk about like what my observations were because we talked about it after you like called me to, you called me to tell me, but I do want to hear like, what, what was the conversation like? Cause I have never done a formal breakup and what was really fascinating. And I felt, felt like really powerful and showed a sign of like incredible maturity that, you know, if this happens to me, I hope to emulate you made the conscious choice to confront and do an, like a formal breakup as if you would with a partner. And that felt, that felt really mature especially in the context where you were really harmed. I think w with friendships, loyalty looks different than in relationships. Mm -hmm. I do think that mm -hmm. in relationships, there is there are clear red flags. There are clear, like, it's time to go that you try to avoid and maybe gaslight yourself. 
But the loyalty of friendships and back to that best friend forever concept is like, we are gonna go get through this. We're gonna, we're committed to this. We are loyal to the end. We are riding. So it was a series, right? Like th this, this was a process in which I had given and extended myself for quite some time into the point where I was so drained that I didn't want to pick up the calls anymore. So I had missed several calls from her. And I knew that the next time we talked, we would have to talk about a situation and um, something that had been lingering from the last time, like a conflict that was um, continuing to, to show up in our relationship. And this time it was clear that I needed to have the conversation. And yeah, when we talked, the tone was a lot different. It was almost as if there was no room for apology. It was, it was just pure wrong and strong energy in which there was no room for a compromise and conversation that felt different from the other apologetic motions. I remember purposely calling her back when I was on the road because I didn't feel like having the conversation and giving that much time and energy. Yeah, you wanted to deflect the energy. I, I wanted to deflect the energy. Oh, can relate to that, dude. Yeah, I wanted to deflect the energy. So yeah, mm -hmm. we talked about the situation. We obviously had differing views of the hurt and the pain that was inflicted by somebody. And I remember the last thing that I said to her was, I'm realizing that you are just not a good friend. Wow. And she hung up the phone on me. No shit. And that was the end. And it no was way. Great. And literally the, the conversation had escalated. I mean, at this point, it was just, it was a mess. But I was in an alley. I was in an alley and it started to rain in Georgetown. And I was like, if this doesn't get more dramatic. And at that point, I'm fucking heated. I'm fucking heated because now you interrupted me going off and this was pent up energy. And that was the, that was, that was the end. And she never called you back? No, it got to the point where I knew that I had to end it because my safety was involved in it, right? Like if somebody didn't believe this about my truth, that I, I just couldn't trust to be around you anymore. It was such a deep level uh, of betrayal um yeah oh man that yeah it just became unsafe what's interesting I think of like the, the comments that you made are like in the same article that I was reading they were talking about ways to like get over like process the the friendship and get over how do you like heal right and so like some of them were like feel your feelings you know like journal write a letter to your friend like write them a breakup letter don't put your grief on a timeline. Let yourself feel it as you need to feel it, blah, blah, blah. I kept reading articles over and over again that was like, write them a letter, write them a letter. And I'm like, look, look, this, my breakup was five fucking years ago, more than five years ago. I'm not going to write them a letter and I'm not going to journal as we've established that I'm a shit journaler. But I was like, but what I might do is like write myself a letter. So the, my challenge, my challenge and like my healing process, the challenge to heal was like to write this letter. And it's really interesting because like you're talking about it now and you're like, I have this pain still. I was writing this letter to myself in like 
about the experience. And I wanted to, in the same way that you did, like focus on the feelings that I feel and that I have felt and the memories that I have, whether they're good or they're bad in addressing both of those as like in hopes to process. And it was amazing when I finished it, all of those feelings were in me. And I was so aware of how much that I still had it processed because I refused to let myself. So I'll tell you what brought this conversation on. I was with a friend who I grew up with, who I like finally admitted to her that I had a friendship breakup with somebody that we knew mutually. I had a lot of pain around it and it took me the quote unquote breakup. Okay, let's be honest. I got ghosted by a childhood friend, which sounds very harsh. And it it did feel very harsh. And I having a conversation with a friend about a pain that I felt, I think was, you know, it's kind of hard to ask somebody during these really difficult times to like listen to and potentially like process with me my emotional baggage. But it is the time, right? This is the time where we're all doing it and we're all asking each other for it. So it happened in like right after college. So it's been years at this point. I finally told one of my childhood friends less than a year ago when she was talking about a friendship breakup that she had from a childhood friend as well. At one point she asked me, why didn't you tell me sooner? And I was honest with her. I finally was honest with her. And I was like, I have held so much shame around this breakup that I I would never would have told you about it. And I think that in that moment, I had the realization of, and my friend like loved me so hard back and was so supportive and honestly was sharing a little bit about her experience. I had no idea about either that I realized like how hard it was for both of us in that moment and how beautiful it was to be able to share that experience in that time, realized I could start kind of talking about the friendship breakup and how little processing I had done in the last five years. So I'm not in the place yet of being like, it was a great friendship because you even mentioned this, like when you start thinking back and you see these red flags, like you do in another relationship, I started seeing red flags and I, and I started talking about those. Like, oh, I remember when you at no point held, held yourself accountable for anything in our friendship. And I didn't call you on it. What I value about our friendship is that and we've talked about this in a previous episode, it's like, we do talk about when we fucked up, when there is some, when, when something comes up and that's important. That's the only way to feel like you can grow and evolve together by not holding each other accountable, by not talking about the things that you're feeling, you're slowly separating. So yeah, it was a really interesting, it was a really interesting, um, like letter writing or journaling experience for me. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. For for taking such a space. Yeah. I mean, it just, because of that though, I was able, I, I'm a normal, my normal go-to is numbing. And I was able to really relate to a lot of things that you said about your breakup and how you were feeling in the time. Cause you process it while it's happening in a lot of ways. Um, and you said you did over multiple conversations and you were noticing these things. Oh, so many things that you said just felt like I could relate to because I chose to finally fo- force myself to sit down and think about it and how much more work I still need to do on it. Yeah, because it really is a practice of self-love and, and healing self. So I, I think that it feels so right as you talk about it and as I hear you discuss the process of writing to yourself and not necessarily the other person, right? Mm -hmm. 
because there's so much to be done around the forgiveness that we must give ourselves forgiveness for not knowing not seeing not honoring ourselves when things didn't feel right blaming ourselves right and wanting to ultimately walk away from it saying like so this is the wild thing yeah did it did it feel like closure no not yet I'm not there yet um but this this is the wild thing is that I really I'm in the place now that I really wanted to like be grateful there are a lot of moments that like an ideal high school high school story an ideal high school like experience I got to have because of this person like a best friend we went everywhere together we would get beer together you know like the whole thing like, I, I'm really grateful for those moments, but just like, those are the types of experiences that like, I'm really thankful to have. I wouldn't have had them without her. Like, I felt like I, like I belonged, you know, I felt like I um, had somebody, I had my person, you know, I was really lucky in a lot of ways. Yeah. I was really thankful for that. Um, I really loved her, you know, so. Ah, oh, that's so hard. That's so hard. Yeah. What was interesting, so here's, so here's the, the like, why all of this came to a head. One, a year, a couple of years ago, a, a high school friend got married and she was invited and I saw her on the email list for the bachelorette party. And I had so much anxiety, like blinding anxiety that I was gonna see her in an intimate space. And so I had to really gear myself up and be like, I had to emotionally and energetically prepare to like, how was I gonna act? what were the conversations going to be like? And I think like doing this journaling practice, like it's okay to not have closure with this direct person. And I saw her and her husband when we were at the wedding. Then finally she chatted with me and acted like nothing had happened. Like no time had passed chatting with me about her family and everything that's going on in her life. And it was so normal. It was eerie. And I realized, oh, you still aren't holding yourself accountable. And that was a moment where I was like, I'm still upset. I'm still sad. And I'm still going to walk away from this experience really sad, but it's because I haven't had, I haven't processed. I think talking about it, like this is the challenge this week, right? Like talking about it can slowly like release the shame and the pain because otherwise it's just going to sit and fester. And it's going to be part of like this weird neuroses that we carry of like being like, for me, it's being unlovable. And yeah, talking about it gave, has given me like a real gift to kind of push myself to finally like name some, some shit. One thing that comes to mind that brings me some words that feel some comfort for me in this work of, of worthiness is like, what you're asking for is not too much. You are simply asking the wrong person. And I think that always helps me to to think about like, to, to honor my needs, right? Honor the hurt and the process of healing. Cause yeah, I think that must've been so tough being in that space. And here you are like ready, <laughs> holding your breath, thinking about yeah. it with such intention, maybe even rehearsing what you were gonna say oh, if it comes yeah. to that. Oh, and yeah. then meeting that person where they were, hoping that they would mm -hmm. take the rein and now it's like, oh, we're both just very act. different places. Yeah, it's clear. You're right. Like I was meeting her where she was at. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and she took all the energy, and I didn't give any, you know, um, to her. I didn't. I didn't share my life. I was able to self preserve in ways that was mm, great. Mm 
you know, and I had my other people that loved me there. You know, I had my, my yeah. other high school friends that were there, you know, that right. I see all the time and know all about me. So that, that was my experience of being broken up with and that's ghosted. The diff- yeah, that's the difficult part about the breakup when there are other friends involved. That's mm-hmm. what, um, and in my experience, we were a trio. So mm. <laughs> oh, no. um, I know that as you think of, as you talk about the, the big moments and special moments to celebrate, right? There are going to be times where you, I mean, you're going to have to be <laughs> confronted um, with that. And I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, can you tell me, so because you were a trio, Mm-hmm. do you feel okay do you feel safe being all three of you now or is it oh, only I, no and I think that's the hard totally part get that. too because it it there are two relationships that were lost right who we yeah. are as a in the group dynamic and like mm-hmm. who we are individually and I know it it's hard for my other friend and she I can hope. imagine <laughs> oh no yeah which is hope is a drug (laughs) (laughs) it only leads to chaos in the end um but yeah it's I mean it's it's tough it's such a good point to say like you lost two different friendships in that Mm -hmm. or two different relationships in that like it I think I wonder if like the hope would feel harmful to hear it from your other friend and if that would create a distance between the other friend but honestly hope, hope I, would feel harmful what do you mean yeah like oh, hearing that, like, that hope. If, hearing like oh I wish we were all friends together again wish we could that would be hard to continue to hear over years right that would make that would become difficult for me to, to like listen to and have to be like never gonna happen how many times do I need to say it never gonna happen are you not listening never gonna happen you know but yeah I just those are multiple layers of healing that need to yeah, be done. Absolutely. That, that codependency, man. Cause I think yeah, that, that is what we're talking about. These relationships that we were incredibly codependent on. Like yeah. I know for me that I felt needed when she mm-hmm. called me and needed help. And mm-hmm. there I was, and there mm-hmm. I was, and I was the stable friend who yep. has it all together. And then yep when you don't and when things look different and you, the needs are the same in college as they are after college. And now yeah. I have needs cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing now. I right. no longer have my shit together. Then how are we friends? Like what is power, how's our friendship defined? This was a hard conversation. And I, and I will say to you, like I felt you when you called me after talking to your friend who I also know. <laughs> so yes. I, I oh. that was, you know, and I have memories with two. Yes, um, it's true. Yeah. But I, you calling me after to tell me the story, I felt like, uh, this sounds so fucked, but like, I felt really happy to be there for you. And I felt really um, proud of you for the decision you made. And I also felt really like, um, I felt really privileged to be the person that you called to emotionally process it with. Cause that's, that, that showed, that showed the strength of our friendship, honestly. Um, but it also showed that um, you also felt 
after feeling super harmed by somebody that you still made the choice to reach out to a person Mm -hmm. instead of going inward right like you still were able to that didn't break your spirit in terms of as a friend connecting with other with other people Mm -hmm. right like because it could have very easily yeah yeah I mean and I was thankful that you were there (laughs) well I must say like I think that the challenge of like being vulnerable in being honest to each other about this is like is hard and worth doing with another person and as in listeners I, I yes, think it's okay to be vulnerable it is okay I yeah and take the yeah. risk right like you know who you can trust in your gut you know who of your friends who you can trust and you can also send it to us anonymously because look we'll listen we'll reach out to you That's um true. And there's some, there might, might feel some safety there if you, if you don't feel safe with any, any of your current friends, Mm -hmm. but that's also a good conversation to have with yourself is like, these aren't the people, these aren't my people. And yes, Mm -hmm. I also think, think, shout out to therapy, right? That at that time I was heavily in and was able to process. Oh yes, you're right. This at a time. Well, I mean, listen, and, and for those who can't afford it, it is important to have a, a safe space that you're able to uh, speak honestly. Mm-hmm. You're able to speak honestly and, and be vulnerable with and, you know, not feel like you're disrespecting the integrity of that person. Because I think that's the hard part too, right? Of, of you know, when you're talking about sharing and when you care yep. for somebody, right? Uh, so yeah, it, it is important to release yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so let us know. How you felt, what you felt, what if anything came up for you as listeners um, in this conversation, mm-hmm. we want to hear it, we're here for you, at Beyond Curious Pod on Instagram. All right, I think it's the time. I think it's the time. The bell has rung. Ding, ding, ding. For women should have. All right, Maya, it's your turn to begin. Yeah, women should have access to therapy. Yeah. It should be covered by their job, healthcare. And I do want to share a free resource called Open Path, um, openpathcollective.org that I found out about. And here on their homepage, it says, find your therapist. Our therapists provide affordable in-office and online psychotherapy sessions between $30 and $60 and couples therapy between $30 and $80. So you put your zip code in and that is a resource. Cool. um, Thank you. Yeah, check it out. Open Path Collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes. I love that. I think women should have a space to share our silly childhood memories and to love them and to celebrate them even when they're slightly problematic like a best friend's necklace like a best friend's necklace oh man I love that that brought me so much joy mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and women should have a way to do those types of things as adults why don't we have that I want that for us <laughs> I don't want a broken heart Right, exactly How can but we i want something this? else i know <laughs> i don't know. make this uh <laughs> make it speak to our values today and what we know today 
I know. Maybe it is like? the I am. Maybe it is the I am necklace that we both have. Matching. Right. <laughs> Just matching, you know. Yeah. Match something. Yep. I guess that's the new necklace. Is like or, or like a friendship tattoo. I know. Yeah, I'm- exactly. Magic <laughs> tattoos. That's the thing. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Well, this was a hard one. It was an emotional one. It was like, uh, yeah, I feel it in my body a little bit. I think I'm gonna go yes! shake it out a little bit. We gotta shake it out. We gotta shake it out. Yeah. Um, take care of yourself, my friend. Yeah, you too. And I'll see you on the next one. On the next one. Until next time. Yep. Love ya. Love you too.